What's up, everybody? I brought James and Megan back on the podcast to talk about next gen because next gen is pivotal to the future of Spectora and the future of your business if you're a user. So I wanted to give more airtime for them to talk about what it is for one, all the different elements involved in Spectora next gen. Two, to talk about the investment, time, money, energy that we're putting into this. Um, and three, what it means for you. Um, I think it's important for you all to understand what goes into building, maintaining, growing um, a true SaaS tech company. Um, there's just so many more moving parts and there's so much under the hood that doesn't get talked about enough, frankly. And I think the more you all understand, the better informed you are um, with the company that you rely on for part of your business and, uh, and also what you can expect in the future and how we're going to continually make things better. That's something we've never relented on. It's something we're going to continue to do and stay ahead of the curve because um, our job and our duty to you is to make sure the software is future-proofed and we're building the foundation so we can keep adding on features, time-saving, efficiency, all the good things you know us and, and love us for. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Let me know. I'd love feedback on these types of uh, formats because it's something new we're doing, um, going kind of going under the hood more on some of our internal processes. So again, thank everyone for listening. Thank you so much. Appreciate all of you um, and hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? We have the quickest repeat guests in Spectora Spotlight <laughs> history. James and Megan are back. I literally just published the episode this morning. Um, welcome. Thanks, it was good to be here. We are gonna talk about next gen today because WTF next gen. Some of our clients, some of our people on our team don't fully understand what next gen is. This might be the first time you're hearing next gen uh, for the listeners. So I just wanted to talk about it and at a high level, um, let people know what to expect from Spectora in 2022. So I'll open it up to either of you to at a high level, talk about what the hell is next gen? Man, such a great question. I think uh, you made a really good point that even a, a lot of people internally aren't <laughs> sure what it is because it it started out as spectora x which some of you may have heard and yeah that's our little our yeah. little sign there it's like i guess we, we kind of stole it from wakanda wakanda forever or dmx all right or dmx yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh so it really started out as this idea that we needed to rebuild our mobile app so mm. for some background our mobile app is built on some old technology probably five, six, seven years old. And yeah, in, in tech terms, that's a really long time, right? Yep. So the biggest issue with this technology is that the ecosystem around it is slowly dying. So what I mean by that it, from the ecosystem perspective is we depend on a lot of third-party software. Like when you pull up the app to take a picture with the camera or the calendar, those are all third-party software that we bring in. So if nobody is updating that software anymore to keep up with, you know, your new Google Pixel 7 with seven cameras on it and be able to take advantage <laughs> of all that stuff, then yeah, it doesn't really do us a lot of good, right? So we're kind of stuck in the past. We're not getting any fixes or updates that may be coming through. So we needed to look towards a new type of technology that it's modern, has been out for a while and offers us a thriving ecosystem. So we can take advantage of all that cool stuff. And yeah, really start increasing reliability, performance, all those things that probably everybody has been affected by with the current app. Um, and the other big thing being sync 
right? So probably everybody's bitten by the sync bug every once in a while where you know, you're syncing something up and it fails. So we really wanted to work on that, make sure data integrity is there, you're not losing data. The last thing, I mean, it kills us when somebody messages in and they're like, hey, I'm having a sync issue and we can't figure it out and you end up losing data on inspection. That's like the worst, the worst news, the worst. Yeah, literally the worst. So the goals of this project were like, hey, um, yeah, reliability, performance, and data integrity, just making sure we don't lose any data. Megan, would you add anything to that? Um, nothing from my end. I think you explained it really well. And I put differently too, I would, to like add to that, I would say it's like, a, you know, like an old furnace or AC that technicians don't even know how to work in anymore. So everyone stops supporting it basically. So everyone's just like, I don't know how to fix that furnace. You just need to get a new one. So we're getting a new furnace, right? That like is hooked into Nest and, uh, and can be programmable. There's people adding functionality. There's people that know how to fix it. Dude, I love that analogy. Did you prep for that? Did you, I did not. You that wait? was on the fly. I was wow. I was worried I'd butcher it because I always try to to bring in like a home services <laughs> or a contractor analogy. That's basically what we're doing. So for everyone, I think that is wondering why there's a certain bug that we haven't fixed or the HVAC serial number keeps disappearing. Like some of these have been very hard to track down and solve. And it's because of the ecosystem that the mobile app is built in or the tech underlying technology. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this stuff, like Kevin said, we, we spent hours and maybe weeks on some of these bugs that just keep coming up and yeah, we just can't track them down. And uh, it's really frustrating for us and the tooling and everything to de debug the existing app just isn't good. Right. So in addition to all the outward facing things that we want to improve for you, the inspector, there's a lot of internal things that are going to be super helpful with this new technology. Just the ability to cycle through and debug quicker, iterate on features faster, all that stuff leads to just a better quality app overall. So the app is just one piece of this though, right? So there's some underlying technology. Basically we're moving our complete reporting system where we store all the report data. That's in a completely new database right now. And the way we store that data is different and helps with those data integrity issues that we were talking about before. So that way we don't lose any data. We can track every change that was made to the report. And the goal here is just, yeah, just reduce all that pain that, that comes with that and make it easier for everybody on both sides. So in a nutshell, that's what NextGen is. The most visible piece is the mobile app, but there's a lot of other technology behind it and changes to the web report writer, but most of that should feel very similar to you. And how long have we spent building the, the new mobile app? And if you had to put a dollar amount, what have we invested in it? Because I want people to know that like for those that don't work in tech, this isn't just bang it out over a month or two and then it's out there. Like this has been real for us, very real. Yeah, it's been super real. I mean, when we started out with the project, we were hoping it would be a six month thing. I mean, we knew that rebuilding a mobile app is, you know, it's time consuming, but it's been over a year now. And I would say it's probably been a couple hundred thousand dollar investment at least. Mm -hmm. um, and there's things that we just didn't anticipate with this project and, and the scope of it. But the end result, I'm feeling really good about. And you know, our feedback thus far has been really great. And obviously, you know, it's ultimately up 
the the verdict is is out right we gotta wait till we get it in everybody's hands but yeah feeling good about it yeah and i just want everyone like everyone needs to know that these things always take twice as long any any endeavor in tech um but it's it's for good reason because i think uh for the i'm not i don't want to put everyone to sleep but tech debt just means we built the initial app really fast with a technology that was quicker to work in to get the app stood up and out there to everybody. That's why we grew so fast in the first couple of years. Now we're paying all that debt back by upgrading it. And James has been a big reason uh, and a, you know, a big contributor to that. So props to you um, for getting us here to this point. But I think that's why when everyone complains with other companies and says, oh my God, they've been promising a new app for like a year now, we kind of feel that pain. Yeah, 100%. And it it's a tough thing too, because we didn't want to just rebuild the app and make it look exactly the same and just put this thing out there that had zero actual improvements to it. So we did take some time to refresh the user interface, kind of look at some things and say, hey, like, what doesn't feel right here? Is this thing useful anymore? Um, but one of the biggest things was we were like, hey, we cannot really mess with the report writing experience, right? So we know that inspectors have built muscle memory when they're in there writing reports through the app. They know, hey, here's but here's which button I tap. We don't want to change that up. So you'll find, I would say, it's ref it's a refresh on the interface, but it's familiar, right? So your inspectors should be able to jump right in with zero training and perform their work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But don't let the so. look jar you. Um, Megan, can you speak a little to, you've been on the front lines for a little while now on client success and you felt the pain of when someone loses data or something doesn't show up. Like, can you speak to how this will feel? And then the QA part of this too, because I, sometimes we get the comments of like, oh, do you guys even QA this? And it's like, yes, more than you know, but we can't yeah. catch everything. Yeah, I am definitely glad to go into that a little bit. Um, I think this app is going to be just such a, a new experience for everyone in a way that people don't even realize they might look at it and be like, oh, hey, this looks the same. There's not a ton of new features. Um, what are you, what have you guys been doing? But this app has so much more reliability, so much more speed, so much more consistency, which I think is such a change from our old app where some people have had no issues, but some people haven't been able to take a photo for a year without it crashing. Like right. there's been a lot of inconsistency of issues. And then on the testing front too, like it's easy to look at something and be like, well, I just found this bug really easily, but we have to remember we're not home inspectors and we try to think like home inspectors do, but like I might do something differently than someone actually inspecting a home would because I have a psychology degree and I know nothing about home inspection. Um, and we go through pretty much every part multiple times on a ton of different devices. We try to think of every scenario we can, but we're gonna miss some. That's what we rely on you as beta testers, as users, as just people to tell us when we like miss something and then we can fix it from there. Yeah, no, I, I view this as them. Uh, here we go again, James, they're upgrading from like a, a nice Ford to like a Tesla. And they're like, Oh, it still drives like 80 miles an hour. But it's like the engine under the hood is going to be so much more efficient, you're not going to break down on the side of the road, hopefully ever. And the outs, the exterior is going to be sexier, it's going to look nicer, that's for sure. But a yeah. lot of the improvements are under the hood. And if stuff just doesn't happen, you may not notice it. But it it's going to work more as it should. Whereas in the past, I think we've had um, the car break down at times. Yeah, another good one. And yeah, just to kind of talk a little bit more about what Megan said regarding new features, 
definitely gotten asked a lot. It's like, yo, man, what's, what new features are going to be in there? Did you get this in there this time around? How about this one? I've been asking for this for years. So I'm going to say that some folks might be a little disappointed that there's not a ton of new features. And that's by design, right? We want we didn't want to extend the, the scope of the project, you know, another six to seven to eight to nine months just to get in some new features. So given the analogy, the home inspector analogy, like this is like the foundation of a house and we need to have a really solid foundation to build on. So that way we can iterate faster and we're confident in that underlying technology. So yeah, that's yeah. that's where we're at now. But you'll see, you'll definitely see some nice fixes and features like we have text on the annotator now and some some other things that I'm sure Megan can speak to. Yeah, yeah. Th those are those are and Megan, if you want to jump in with some other things that people might not be that might not be obvious, are there other features mm -hmm. where we can move on to other parts of next gen too, if you want? Yeah, I would say one of the biggest ones is the fact that we have now like on the app screen, there's a schedule. So you can scroll to your next day's inspections and your past inspections without having to go to like one tab or they're all listed. Huge. There's also no saved inspections tab and you don't have to clear your app memory, which is a huge pain for people. If it comes through, they've got to go through, make sure all their inspections are saved, just kind of a pain and it's easy to lose data. Um, that's no longer an issue that you have to manually do. And then also when you go back to back inspections, the minute you click on that day, it's just going to start loading if you're on the web. Wow. There's just a bunch of smaller improvements that I think everyone will see as they go through that will make it easier. I mean, those couple that you just listed, I think 100% of people are going to love because that I think I know the resetting that memory and the hacky workarounds like the garbage collection, that's all been uh, a pain over the years. So I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. of this. And I guess the, the other real big one, right, is real time sync. So mm. yeah, the underlying technology allows us to sync data automatically versus before you're like, save sync. And I remember when I started here and I opened up the app and I was like, what the hell is this save? And I, I just don't get it. What's the difference? Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know the difference. So, you know, I know that can be a, a point of confusion for a lot of new users and even existing users, right? It's like, well, yeah, sometimes I press save, sometimes I press sync, you know, to get it to work. Yeah. We've eliminated that now that just happens automatically in the background. And where that really shines is on multi-inspector jobs where you have multiple people working. Yeah, there's no more save and sync. Everybody's getting the real-time updates, assuming you have connection, obviously. And yeah, it should really perform well in those scenarios. Isn't it similar technology to like what you see in Google Docs or Slack where like you make yeah. updates and it just like magically happens and appears? Yep, it just works. Love it. Awesome. So the last piece to NextGen, we can just touch on it. We don't spend a ton of time on it. Client portal. Um, this is a, a super exciting, I guess, piece of next gen, right? We're calling it a part of next gen. Yeah, I guess there's been some kind of internal debate on, yeah, is that part of next gen? But it's it's definitely a, yeah, a big thing coming up. So, what? How would you describe it? Either of you can take this. Like, what what is the client portal and and why why revamp it? I can take it too if you kick it back to me. I'll let Megan kick it. <laughs> So the new client portal is kind of a way to make the whole inspection process easier for your clients. There's a task list so they can go through and sign their agreements, do their payments, view their reports, set their closing date, just to give the whole process a revamp and give an easier place for your client to kind of see the whole stats of their home inspection report in one spot. It also allows you to do something with partnerships. So we've worked with a bunch of really reliable companies 
who are really excited about that share values that just really seem like they're good people with a good mission. And we've created partnerships with them that people can opt into. They can choose to opt into none of them or all of them or choose specific ones, but this will allow you to basically let your client do things like purchase insurance or home warranties or buying, which gives you more revenue and then also just makes things easier for your clients. So we're hoping it's kind of a win-win there. Yeah. I'm, this, I, I believe, is the future. We've been talking about it for probably two years now as a company. We're seeing it elsewhere in the industry. I think it's an amazing, exciting opportunity for inspectors to take some of that control and power back and give their clients ethical options and make money in an ethical way. Um, it's something I know our industry is going to be slower to adopt because they're naturally uh, skeptical, worried about liability, and that's understandable. But I also think it gets in the way of people providing value to customers. So at the end of the day, the client portal is going to be a place where, uh, you know, these business savvy inspectors that do want to provide more value with high quality partners can offer that through the portal. And so for those, some of you are in beta that are listening and have seen it already, there's people that have already hired movers, already gotten a warranty or insurance and are happy with it. So I, it's off to a great start. Um, yeah, James, any, anything else you'd add on this being that you, have a fresh perspective on it. You're not a home inspector. You haven't been in the industry for 15 years. How do you view this just as a, uh, maybe a consumer or a homeowner? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've, I've actually kind of went through it a bit when I was getting a, a mortgage. So I went to refinance with a mortgage company and they presented me with insurance options right at the end of the process. And for me, it was super convenient because I was thinking about, yeah, God, typically I'm like Googling insurance and I'm going to 10 different sites and filling out <laughs> 10 different quote forms. And some of the quote forms are just complete crap, right? <laughs> I mean, you're just like, you're like, what is this? Like, is this an actual company? It's just so dated. And that's, that's a really frustrating process. So by funneling some of that data in automatically to these partners and getting those quotes and those opportunities presented to me right away, I think it's just convenience, right? And I think it's what the modern consumer expects nowadays. And, you know, that's, that's what we want to provide a, a modern experience, both to the inspector and, and your clients. So. Yeah. With limited liability and the opportunity to at worst offset your Spectora costs. So then you're getting Spectora for free by giving a consumer something they're going to go search for anyway. Exactly. It feels like a win, win, win to me. So that. I'm pumped about that. Obviously I can't wait to, for more people to try that out. So, um, and for everyone, we don't just take any partner either. Like Megan mentioned, we work with high quality companies, a lot of them publicly traded, very ethical, you know, cl very clear on their value props and their numbers. Um, cool. What else, uh, is that, is that really it with next gen? Those, those three big pillars, mobile app, web-based platform upgrade and, uh, client portal. Yeah, it's funny when you, you just kind of lump it into those couple of things, but it feels so vast. But yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. And I think the biggest thing to say about NextGen too is that we're really excited for how quickly it's going to allow us to move with other things in the future. Mm -hmm. And just not having to worry as much about, ah, oh, there's, there's this bug or we're afraid to make this upgrade to the mobile app because we're afraid it could break, you know, 10 other things. There really is a fear in that right now for us. So there's going to be a lot of fears alleviated and hopefully just frees up more time for us to build new awesome things instead of, yeah, you know, running into these, these issues that have been plaguing us for years. 
That's such a good point. And that's something no one will ever notice. That's why we have to say it is like, we have, we bought like amazing insurance basically, because we may never need it, but we know if we have to make upgrades or things break, it'll make everything easier in the future to add features. And that's something clients shouldn't care about, but like they need to know that's why we're doing this to future proof issues and to be able to, to add things quicker. Exactly. Yeah. And just um, outside of next gen, man, we have so many cool things coming down the pike. It's uh, let's see, we have a new site-wide search feature. Ooh. We have contractor recommendations. We're working on a lot of advanced upgrades reporting. I mean, there's, there's a ton of cool stuff. Um, it's also useful. It's not just cool. It's actually useful too. Yeah. And by cool, you mean, you mean efficiency or making them more money, saving time, making more money. Like that's, that's literally what we're laser focused on. Exactly. That's what school has. (laughs) That's what we nerd out to. So (laughs) Um, how can people learn more about what's coming in 2022? Cause there's so there's, we just listed like five huge things. How do they learn more? Um, What's the best ways? Yeah, it's a great question. So if you listen to the previous episode that Kevin just published, Megan and I talk a lot about our new product process and how we're trying to do a better job of being transparent as to what we're building. So we're going to be releasing a kind of new site per se that will allow you to see what we're considering, allow you to vote up on features. And from that site, you'll also be able to see what's in progress. We're also going to be putting stuff in the uh, monthly bulletin that's sent out by our marketing team to kind of inform to some of the upcoming features that are in beta. And then from time to time, you'll get a message from Megan and I asking you to be in our beta program and to sign up for different features. So we're hoping to be able to communicate this stuff through a lot of new channels. Um, but one of the other things for just features and fixes, we have a new change log and that change log lists everything that we're doing, whether that's a fix, a feature, or just an improvement, you can access that directly from your dashboard. It's a little lightning bolt icon in the upper right-hand corner. And yeah, so expect to hear a lot from Megan and I over the next couple months or years. Hells yeah. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. So I'm, I'm testing out this thing, like uh, doing like office hours for jumpstart for like business growth. And they can come in, ask questions. We'll talk about how to grow their business. I wonder if we should dream up like a monthly like office hours where you guys just go through features and like anyone can just drop in and take a look at you clicking through or talking about beta features, kind of like an office hours thing. We can talk about it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Little webinar, some some kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. because everyone loves the roundtables and it's like screen shares. Everyone loves that stuff. So maybe we'll do more. I dig it. I dig it. Cool. All right. Well. Thank you both again. I think this stuff's super informative. I think everyone's going to love this. Um, thanks for shedding light. Maybe we'll talk again in like two days. <laughs> yeah, man. Appreciate it. All thanks. right, y'all. Thanks. Let's see you. All right.